Thanks to our sponsors, the Genesis Group, First Eyes, and Abbey Media. That's abbimedia.com. They host my website, thecountrywriter.com, where you can send me a message or buy one of my books, including my new book, Puns for Grown People. This week, it adds up. The number of advertisements each of us sees in a day is sizable. According to a 2019 LinkedIn article, each of us in the U.S. is exposed to over 5,000 ads every 24 hours, and that's 4,500 more ads each day than we saw in the 1970s. Maybe the volume of ads we see today is why I don't seem to remember products as well as I did 45 years ago. When Nixon, Ford, and Carter were in the White House, the ways companies could reach us was limited to radio, television, print, and billboards. Today, we still have all of those, but we also have ads on websites, social media, and other ways to pitch products that the people on Madison Avenue could have only dreamed of when Uncle Walter was on the CBS Evening News. Lunch meat, soap, and laundry detergent were the big items that seemed to find their way into my permanent memory banks. Every cute kid who could somewhat carry a tune wished they were an Oscar Mayer wiener. And that shaggy-haired boy with a fishing pole on TV sang a lot about his baloney. I always envied him. We were so poor that our baloney didn't have a first name. Before spam became an email you didn't want to get, it was canned meat that made lunches affordable. A mom could buy a can of spam, fry it up, slather some mustard or mayo on it, and wedge it between two pieces of light bread, and she had happy kids. Hormel didn't really need ads to sell spam because most households, at least in our family, ate it all the time, but spam still found its way onto television with shots of somebody's mom flipping slices in a cast-iron skillet, just like our mom. Soap was a mainstay of radio and television advertising. The name Soap Operas was because most daytime dramas had a soap product sponsor. Palmolive, Lifeboy, and Ivory Soap Bars lined bathroom sinks across America, while Pearl, VO5, and Head & Shoulder Shampoos accompanied them in the tubs and showers. I still remember that lady dropping a real pearl into a bottle of pearl shampoo and watching it slowly slide down toward the bottom of the bottle. By the way, the bottle was glass, and it did break if it dropped onto a cast-iron bathtub. Tide, Oxidol, and Fab were how our bell-bottoms were cleaned. Today, I couldn't tell you the name of one new lunch meat, soap, or laundry detergent that's pitched, but I still buy and use Oscar Mayer meats, bars of ivory soap, bottles of Alberto VO5, and containers of all detergent. Old habits seem to die hard. Speaking of that kid singing about his baloney, advertising jingles used to be a lot more prominent than they are today. Coke used to like to teach the world to sing. People drank Dr. Pepper, and they were proud. If you wanted Kentucky Fried Chicken, you had to visit Colonel Sanders. And we were all stuck on Band-Aid, because Band-Aid was stuck on us. By the way, before he found fame with Lola, who was a showgirl, Barry Manilow wrote many of our favorite ad jingles, even sang some of them, including that Band-Aid ditty that's still stuck in our heads. Don't laugh, Barry made a lot of money with that, and... Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. 
Today, about the only catchy jingle singing I hear is Nationwide Insurance. I don't know who that lady is that's singing a jazz version of their Nationwide is on your side lyric, but she's good. As for insurance companies and advertising, haven't they come to the forefront when it comes to buying commercials? When I was a tot, insurance companies either sponsored golf tournaments or shows on public television. MetLife had a blimp with Snoopy on it. They must have stolen that idea from Goodyear. But you didn't hear much else from the insurance folks. Today, you can't get away from insurance ads by those guys. GEICO, which stands for Government Employee Insurance Company, seemed to start it with their caveman ads, then flow with Progressive, and now that obnoxious guy with his emu for Liberty Mutual. They spend a lot of money trying to convince me to switch the coverage on my 1992 Toyota Longbed to their company, but it isn't working. No, I don't think more advertisements are the answer. Fewer, with better messaging, is still the way to go. I need to run. My spam sandwich is getting cold. I'm John Moore. Thanks for listening to this week's podcast. I hope you have a great rest of your week. God bless.